Hello, my name's Jack Howard, and this week on The Screen Test, we're talking about sitcoms. <laughs> With me, as always, is chief film critic at the independent Clarice Lockery. We have one third of the cyber nerds, Joe Kimwin, and this week we're joined by actor, comedian, YouTuber, and member of the most excellent order of the British Empire, or MBE for short, Humza Ashad. Hey. Hello, everybody. This week, I thought we could talk about sitcoms because I'm a huge fan of the genre. And recently, I've been binging some of the great ones on Prime Video, like The American Office, New Girl, Parks and Rec. And I'm really interested to know what some of your favorites are and why. And Humza, since you're the guest, I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I had to choose Friends. Um, I think that growing up, it was just something that I would go to if I'm sad or feeling down or just wanted to smile. And... um, yeah, I think the beauty with uh, Friends is uh, you could watch any episode for any from any season and just watch it and be able to relate to the characters and and um, and yeah, have a laugh. For it to be made from like I think it was like nineteen ninety four was the first season, but it's still being relevant today and people still watch it today and it's, they're still making so much money from it it just kind of shows how um how powerful that era was and how it's still living on till today well joe, joe it looks like you've got something to say to that well if you want to talk about relevance today Ooh. Ooh. and still being probably one of the latest people on the planet will smith in the fresh prince of bel-air was it and it's also still on television today. You can also watch any episode and just know exactly what's going on because I feel like that's what the best sitcoms do. And that's why I picked The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Clarice. I mean, also true of Seinfeld that you can watch any episode. So yeah, I chose Seinfeld for very personal reasons because as people may be able to tell from my accent, I am American. What? <laughs> you? Wow. I thought you were Pakistani. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I, I get that I'm kind of I'm kind of coming in on a, a losing <laughs> level here because Seinfeld was not the phenomenon here that it was in the US. But like growing up it was such it was part of our family. <laughs> I always remember hearing that Seinfeld kind of invented the modern day sitcom. And I was correct. Like, right. <laughs> that's what they say. That's what, yeah. they, say, but that's what they say. But I, I, was, I, I agree. It's like one of the things that just never was part of my life at all here. It was not really something that people knew about. Well, I think I can get into this later on. But part of it is the specificity of the, like that world and those characters. Like they are New Yorkers like that. I mean, f- you know, friends. Yeah, technically they're living in New York, but the way that they act Shot and the way they interact with each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I think Seinfeld might have been as well. But um, yeah, like it, that that was more of a universal thing. The whole point of friends was like, let's take Seinfeld and make it you know, more universally appealing. Right, so we have three huge American sitcoms going up against each other. Seinfeld versus Friends versus The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Just to reiterate, this is how it's going to work. We're going to go through a series of rounds. And if you win the round, you get three points. And if you lose the round, you get one point. And surprise, surprise, if you come second, you get two points. (laughs) Make sense? Yeah. All right, the first round is the IMDb rating. It's my least favorite one because I don't get a say. This is, this is one <laughs> where I don't get to choose. This is the people's vote. Um, so what do you think is going to have the highest rating on IMDb and what do you think is going to have the lowest rating? Clarice, start with you. I don't know. I'm kind of torn because obviously, yeah, all three of them are incredibly 
popular and also critically beloved. Mm. So I I'm going to go with my gut and say I'm going to go Seinfeld. I'm going to go on a limb and say Seinfeld because I think the people who love Seinfeld really love Seinfeld and would come in with like the 10. And it feels a little <laughs> bit like Friends could be the one where people are like, "No, I'm going to I'm going to take Friends down." Yeah, because I, to be mildly controversial, I don't think all of Friends is good. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I, come on, guys, come on, guys. It's like, not. I, tell look, the truth, man. Come on, Friends, start the fire. I want to. I want to. I want a bit of friction. Friends is the We're show all being too nice. that you put on in the background while you're doing something else. And Seinfeld, you never put it on ever. So hey. there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Homza, what, what do you think the ratings are going to be? Now, to be honest, like I just feel that when it comes to a universally like beloved show, I feel that you you can't mess with Friends. You, and don't get it twisted. I mean, I, I think Seinfeld for that era, people love it. For, for me, I've never. I don't have friends who who be like, oh, let's put some Seinfeld on. Like no one says that anymore. Get better um, friends. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I think both of them will be offended with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So you think Friends is going to have the top IMDb rating then? I wouldn't be surprised if Seinfeld uh, is on top. I don't think Fresh Prince is, even though I prefer Fresh Prince to Seinfeld. So I wouldn't be surprised. But for me, I still feel that, you know, because Friends is better, I think. Joe, what do, what do you think the rating is going to be? What order do you reckon it's going to take um, place? Seinfeld's probably going to be first, 100%, just because of when it came out. And like the people who probably voted on it at the time just voted on it and everyone who hated it just left it alone. Mm. Where and do you think Fresh Prince is going to land? I think Fresh Prince is going to be last. Yeah. Um, I think Friends is going to be second because it lasted so long. It is a great show. But I just feel like Fresh Prince, everyone has seen it and loves it, but it just w can't be higher than Friends if we was just talking about people rating it. I don't know because I feel like I know... I know people who actively dislike Friends. I don't know anyone who would ever say a bad word against Fresh Prince. Well, there's only one way to find out. Here we go. I'm going to start with Fresh Prince, I think. Since we're all pretty confident it's going to land sort of around the bottom, let's start with that because I feel like it is probably going to be a Friends and Seinfeld battle. Mm. Alexa, tell me the IMDb rating for The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's IMDb rating is 7.9 out of 10. 7.9. That's pretty good. That's respectable. Yeah, but it's not going to win. Fresh Prince, it should be more in it. Should be. Alexa, tell me the IMDb rating for Seinfeld. Seinfeld has an IMDb rating of 8.8 out of 10. Ooh, yeah, that's a significant jump. Right, beat that, Friends. All right. Do you think Friends can beat 8.8? No way. Alexa. I don't think so. Tell me the IMDb rating for Friends. The IMDb rating of Friends is 8.9 yeah. out of 10. <laughs> Whoa, well, no one watches Seinfeld anymore. <laughs> for, for people just you listening see, to the podcast. It, I said it, I was being respectful. Humza did a, an incredible dance. It was beautiful. I practiced it a lot. Many years. So that means that in the starting round, Friends has three points, Seinfeld has two points, and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air has one point. So that's what we have going forward. And round two is cast. So let's get into it. Hamza, let's start with Friends. Let's talk about the cast here. What, what makes them stand out? What makes this show better because of who was cast in it? I think this one's kind of like 
it's quite easy because I mean, obviously Seinfeld, you have whatever his name is, and then you have Will Smith. <laughs> Seinfeld. Um, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, so like you know, I think Seinfeld and uh, um, Will Smith are the stars of their shows, and obviously they are absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, but, I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm just going to throw in now. Yeah. I don't like Jerry Seinfeld. Maybe I, not as I a think person. No one like. I know no one finds Jerry Seinfeld funnier than Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I get yeah, that. Yeah, but I that's that. part of but, that's like part of it, though. Yeah, but he, I mean, he is still, uh, you know, uh, as a comedy great. Uh, mm. Whether you like him or dislike yeah. him, he he's up there with all the legends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, but the difference is, uh, and as I said, the other you know supporting cast are amazing. But Friends had six uh, cast members, all main actors, all pretty much had uh, an equal share of of TV time. And I think Ross said something like, you know, it's it's um, your Ross the character. Yeah, I'm going to call him Ross. Yeah, not David Schwimmer (laughs) because he's Ross to me. Um, But, you know, he said basically it's very hard to To me. He's the giraffe from Madagascar. Yeah. And (laughs) that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, But he said um, something like um, it's. It's, you know, you'll be lucky if uh, you find someone on set that has, you know, the same chemistry and mm-hmm. and you, you know, get along on and off of camera. But uh, to have that with, you know, six members um, all together was was brilliant. And I think that every single one of them uh, brought something to the table. And, you know, you had six amazing characters and they're all different. Uh, but funny, uh, you know, you had Chandler, who was like the sarcastic one. You had the Phoebe, who was a little bit weird. And then you have um, Monica, who was like kind of like... A, the they all do freak. feel a little bit like the template, don't they? For yeah. like, if you want to... It, it's the sort of conversation you have with your friends and go, who's who? And yeah, you exactly. And so it's that sort of conversation. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's why I just, in, in terms of cost, uh, you know... Friends is what made them and they have gone on and, and, and they've, you know, they are worldwide recognized. Um, and um, I ju- yeah, I just think that that was the beauty of it. It wasn't just on one person. It was, you know, a whole cast, uh, you know, six uh, actors that were just brilliant in their own ways and, and had, a, you know, a, a just something special about them. And, and, and that's why I think Friends is, uh, in terms of cast, it, it was, um, it was easily the best i mean i think that's great but i think that's a lot easier to do when you've got six people who are around the same age but in fresh prince of bel-air it takes a a father figure mother figure Mm. multiple kids people of all different ages and blends them together will smith is definitely the star but i feel like where he's come from a music background this is his first venture into acting he shines and then this show then launches off his career which is continuing today and he's still like the biggest star of anyone in any of the shows we're talking about today off the back of this show who's your favorite aunt viv um i'm <laughs> gonna i don't know if i'm actually allowed to answer that question no you can um oh why what happened i don't know it's a bit mad like there's two <laughs> sides there's two sides of the coin but i'll yeah, go with yeah. uh Janet hubert all right okay why uh, i just i just like her better in a role i just felt like she she did it like you started with her and you know what I'm saying? It's, it's mm. a bit weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Switch it up. Do you have a favorite character in The Fresh Prince? Uh, my favorite character is probably Will because I feel like I identify most with him. But but Carlton, 
is everyone's favorite character. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so I just don't know how you can't love him. Like, I don't know. I I really like Uncle Phil. Uncle, Phil, listen, Uncle. This is and this is what's hard, and this is what was crazy to me when I was hearing Hamza talk about friends and how all likable they are. Like, this whole family is great. You identify with someone in the family, no matter how old or young you are, um, and regardless of your race or anything like that. So. I, I feel like this is one of the best family dynamics I've ever seen in a sitcom, if not the best. Clarice? Well, <laughs> I guess Seinfeld's kind of the opposite because it's about how unlikable they are, but how much you still like them despite them being so unlikable. And I kind of disagree about the idea that this is just like the Jerry Seinfeld show because it really is about the dynamic of those four friends. And Seinfeld was sort of revolutionary in the way that most sitcoms before just had an A plot and a B plot, but here there was always a concerted effort to make sure that every character had their own storyline and that it would always converge at the end of the episode or maybe converge in a later episode. Uh, and and so, yeah, I, and I think what's interesting is that it's, it's easiest to compare it directly to Friends and, and Friends we were talking about, oh, it's like the templates and it's like, are you Monica or are you Phoebe or da-da-da-da? And I feel like that to me is less interesting than Seinfeld because it's like Hogwarts houses. Like Phoebe's the weird one. Monica's the tidy one. Uh, but with Seinfeld, it's like they they each have incredibly distinct personalities and you could describe them all, but they're not templates. They're real people. And it's really logical why these four people would be friends because they're all kind of... Awful in the same way, but yeah. but I, I, I would I would have to d disagree because I mean I just feel like you know because Friends is so popular and it's so mainstream. Uh, I think that there's that cult where people just say, oh no, it's very basic. It's very oh the templates. There, there weren't I don't think there were templates whatsoever. I think that the 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 characters they were so relatable and it was it was representing young people going out, leaving their homes, and you know experiencing. Uh, you know, um, relationships, love, uh, death, um, uh, adoption, uh, 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 marriage, if I haven't said that already, uh, and, just, and just friendship. And there was just so many uh, things that, you know, young people uh, even today can relate to. And I, I feel that people don't give the credit of the, the cast and, and the characters and they just, they feel that they're templates, but they're not. They were actually, um, pe you know, people have grown to love these uh, characters. They they love Phoebe. They love well, everything about her. Just, the way just she, to sort of play devil's advocate yeah, for yeah, a second. On. And I'm interested to know how other people feel about their shows actually about this because I think this is really interesting is that I think that Friends, as it goes on, the cast become a little bit more caricature and a little bit more simplistic and one notes. And you, that happens quite a lot with shows where you kind of know how a character is going to react before they do it, uh, before they do. And that sometimes is very, very funny um, and can make you um, relate to them more or, or in, make them more endearing. But I think that friends is a corporate of like Joey becomes almost cartoonishly mm. stupid mm. But does that happen, for example, in The Fresh Prince? And does that happen in Seinfeld? Do the characters become more simplistic as it goes on? No, I mean, there was a moment when Larry David left the show and the situations became a little bit more absurd. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the characters themselves ever changed because... The thing with Seinfeld is that so much of it is rooted in truth. Like the writers were always encouraged to bring their own experiences into it. And I'll get into that later. Uh, but that also meant that each of the actors had a really rooted understanding of what their character was. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld was just kind of 
playing himself. <laughs> so that never became a caricature because he was just like playing a version of himself. But I think you can see that as well with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, you know, the way that she plays Elaine Bennis. Like she, I don't know, she like so became that character. And She also might be the funniest woman on the planet. Yeah, I was going to get to on like a more of a personal level because growing up with Seinfeld, Elaine was my first exposure to like a, f- a f- woman who was funny and she was just kind of part of the guy group and she she was never sort of like pushed aside to be like oh you're the woman and you got to deal with the woman problem she was always a part of it she was funny and feminine and weird and I think that had such a huge influence on my life like I can't even begin to say to have that sort of role model to look up to even though she is a despicable person just like the idea of that character I guess and it, it I think it gave me the confidence to to be like kind of weird and funny in my life and and not feel I don't know not feel like I was singling myself out by doing that that yeah. is normal I do think that um the characters in friends do become one note but I do I think that's just I just think that happens because you're going into 10 seasons like it gets to the point where it's like oh what else are we gonna do I let Joey say how you doing again? You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, there's not much it's always more funny. He, can, <laughs> he can, he can do um, from there. And then I also feel like friends like kind of assassinate some characters towards the end. Like Joey, like he goes from being this loyal friend to like scheming on Rachel and the whole thing. And I just, I feel like those last couple of seasons for me, I'm just like, I'm not in it. With the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I feel like some of the characters do evolve. Um, Will's character goes from being a ladies' man early to, you know, looking into trying to get married and stuff like that. You see the evolution of uh, Uncle Phil as a uncle and then even into like a father that we're going to get into, late, a father of Will that we're going to get into later on in the show. I mean, I feel like it's all there, especially like characters like um, Hillary as well. Man... I, I say this quite a lot on this show, but it's so difficult to dish out the points because you've all given such great points. And also I agree that they're all brilliantly cast and the shows would be so much different and, and wouldn't be nearly as iconic if it wasn't for these people that are playing it. I'm going to give Friends the top points because I think you, I think they were career-making and they are the, the template. So I'm going to give them three points. But I'm going to give... Uh, I'm going to give the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air two points, but I'm going to give you a bonus point. <laughs> for two Aunt Vivs. <laughs> for the two Aunt Vivs. Yes. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank you for helping me out. And I'm going to give Clarice the, the, the one point, but I'm going to give you two bonus points, Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of this? <laughs> Jack's on the one. <laughs> I'm just I'm just completely bailing on, on this. <laughs> I'm going to give you two bonus points for Ju- Julia Lewis Dreyfus and for just arguing it quite well for a show that I don't particularly know very well. And I think you I think you're just arguing it very well. So at the moment, Friends in the lead with six points, and Seinfeld and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air are neck and neck with four points. And round three, here we go. It's the memorable episode, and all of you have got long running shows. But talk to me about. The, the episode that for, for you stands out the most. And I'm going to start with Clarice. So I picked the contest, which I think a lot of people tend to name the best Seinfeld episode because I think it's the best example of why the writing is so great. I kind of said it before that what was so 
What was so different about Seinfeld is that idea that it was breaking the convention of this A plot and B plot and maybe you'd have a running joke. And it created this like, I don't know. I think the thing with Seinfeld is that people don't appreciate how intricate it is because it seems so like silly and it's just a bunch of people like complaining about stupid things like jeans and <laughs> doorbells and things like that but once you when you actually break down the scripts and you look at how the storylines converge like it's brilliant it's like genius writing the fact that with the contest we start out with these four characters making a pact <laughs> and then they all go on a separate adventure and then that all just like perfectly converges and overlaps at the end and the storylines end and with elaine has a storyline with john uh jfk jr and then he ends up going off with the the woman that jerry seinfeld is dating and they end up together so those storylines converge and it's just like i love when sitcoms like allow their a b and c plots to all wrap up with each other because i think there's mm. a um a trend that's definitely started now with the culprit that comes to mind is like brooklyn 99 where the storylines all just show. happen side by side and some of the episodes of brooklyn don't get me wrong i don't want to be known as somebody who doesn't like it i think the first few seasons especially are very good yeah. but some of the writing in it is just like a plot b plot c plot and then by the end they'll make up and none of these storylines are related to each other but then when i think about arrested development which i think is would be my favorite of the american sitcoms heavily influenced by Seinfeld. this is exactly what i was about to get to <laughs> is that like it feels like it's constantly tangling up its own webs and making it more and more ridiculous and i and i love when that happens in sitcoms yeah and the other point i want to make in favor of the contest is that the contest in question is the the bet of who can go the longest without masturbating but in the 90s, that was like a little bit of a taboo subject to be talking about television. So they never actually say the word. And it's so ingenious the way that they get around it. It's all done through like people look at each other and saying, ah, are you still the master of your domain? Like, I'm still the master of domain, the lord of my castle. <laughs> and I think when Elaine falls, it's, um, Jerry screams, the queen is dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so brilliant because... They never have to say the word, but the whole way through the episode, you are absolutely. But I think that's like, I think that's great as well. I, I think there's, there's a lost art sometimes in comedy where people just go, "Let's just say the thing," mm. whereas actually dancing yeah, around yeah. the thing sometimes is funnier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of Seinfeld was doing that. It was sort of like finding all these like weird parts of our lives and and creating these really intricate weird ways to to interact with them in in a way that felt really specific to those characters but at the same time you as a person sitting at home could be like oh yeah I have had that problem when you're wearing a beautiful suede jacket and it's raining outside and you don't know what to do what about friends what's your favorite episode out of the whatever millionth seasons uh, yeah I, the, I, to be fair, there was just too many to choose from. And there were so many. Not, huh? And you still cheated and picked two episodes. <laughs> did, did I? No, I picked what? No, I picked the 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 wedding. The wedding, yeah, the wedding. And I remember because I think that's when they went to London in season four. Yeah, yeah but that's two um, episodes. That's a two episode oh, oh, cheating. okay. And a season finale. You went for everything, <laughs> didn't uh, you? <laughs> I mean, special just is different, isn't it? Just too special and like. I remember seeing that and it was quite cool as well because obviously you're, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the show and they're in London as well. So like for me, it was uh, it was just different. They, they you know, they went out somewhere else and, 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 and it was still funny and, 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 and a lot of fun. And obviously, you know, Ross and, and um, 
uh, what's not Rachel. Ra- uh, yeah, uh, they they've had this thing throughout. You know the whole all the seasons where who's Ross about to get married to? Emily. Uh, Emily. Emily yeah. That's it. And um, the most English sounding name they could have thought of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and her mum's Jennifer Saunders. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, no, it was just, uh, it, was, it was one of my favourite episodes. I really enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, it was a bit bo- I was a bit biased because they were in London, but it was just, it was so funny. And obviously, they had the whole thing with uh, Monica and Chandler, which, uh, you know, started off and they started having this kind of like secret kind of um, um, relationship, which was uh, uh, really, really interesting. And then obviously... You know Ross at the end at the altar, um, altar, and um, you know him actually saying um, Rachel's name instead of Emily. You know, I remember when I saw that, I was like, oh, he's finished. <laughs> I was like, he's he's finished. That's the that's that's the one thing you don't do at your own wedding. And, <laughs> Say the um, wrong name. Yeah, and um, yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, it is a yeah, pretty it, iconic moment. It, it was it was yeah, it was crazy. So I, I, I always I, thought it was a weird place that they were getting. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's like a broken down church, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like a rundown church. Like, see, I don't even. This is all just like coming back to me now because I've just obviously seen it on television yeah. so many different times. Um, Joe, what have you gone for? I've got. Um, I think it's season four, episode fourteen on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's called Papa's Got a Brand New Excuse. It's the episode where his dad, his actual biological dad, who left him fourteen years ago, shows up one day at work. Um, and wants to rekindle his relationship with Will. They start getting together and hanging out. Season uh, four, episode 24. Oh, 24. My bad. Don't Sorry. Please don't dock any points. <laughs> um, no, I'll give, uh, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt for now, for trying. Um, Uncle Phil warns Will and says, don't do this. He's not that guy. He's going to let you down. Obviously, Will wants a relationship with his father, so he keeps on going. And at, by the end of the episodes, dad's let him down. Will breaks down and um, it's just a super emotional episode for me. Like I love father son moments in films and TV shows. Yeah, we've talked about this before on the show, how yeah. much that stuff gets to you. Yeah, it does. And, I'm, and, and the thing is, I don't even have this kind of relationship with my dad. I've got a very positive relationship with my dad. But I think it's crazy because it affects me just seeing Will Smith and a black young man at this time be vulnerable on television when... Black men are never portrayed like this. And he's ever. given the space to be able to do it as well. Yeah. Like Phil just lets him at the end just have a rant yeah. and, and express himself. Yeah, and I, and this episode's special because I feel like for a sitcom, it's funny. This episode is funny. It's sad. It's filled with love. It's filled with disappointment. And it just touches on every every emotional spectrum that it's, that it's not supposed to and it makes it all work. And I feel like this is definitely probably watching that people were like, oh, this is where they knew that Will Smith could do more than just tell funny jokes and wear his jacket inside out. <laughs> yeah, I've... Um, yeah. I I've feel like you can't... I'm going to say, I feel like you have to give it to Fresh Prince for this because, like, the ending of that episode... The hog. The way... And the way that it just ends, yep. there's no resolution because it's him having this this outpouring and it just ends and there's no kind of, like... I think there's usually outtakes of the credits, right? There's no yeah, outtakes. There's there's like a little bit of silence and then like this, the theme like slowly awkwardly creeps back in. Like, are you okay, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that you can hear a woman crying at the end, because I think one of the actors was off stage, like weeping because she was watching this incredible performance. Like, 
Like as much as I want Seinfeld to win, like that episode really gets. Yeah, me. and it's and it, um, I've made a lot of comedy myself, a lot of scripted comedy, and I, my favorite thing to do is to set up an audience so that they feel safe mm. and then you can get them when they least expect mm. it and you can make them emotional and, and a lot of the time an audience isn't prepared for it and they've let their guard down and I think that's what this episode does so well yeah it, ma- it, it makes you realize how much you care about these characters yeah to be honest I'll, I'll be I'll be real even when I was talking about the friends uh, uh, the friends uh, episode still in the back of my mind I was like yeah but I, I know what what he's gonna choose and uh, I completely agree with him because that that, uh, that end scene was uh, very powerful and I think that was the first time you really get to see uh, Will Smith uh, not just being uh, really funny but it just showed how uh, why he's uh, he's actually such a great actor and and, and um, I think it was a very powerful scene and a lot of people can actually relate to that uh, that uh, disappointment um, especially when it comes to you know, uh, father and son relationships and stuff. So yeah, I think that uh, I'll be honest with you. I think, uh, um, that's, that's probably the best scene. Yeah. But Seinfeld should come second. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. I'm going to give Fresh Prince of Bel-Air top points, three points. And then I'm going to give Friends two points and I'm going to give Seinfeld the final place. But because Clarice started the trend of being so, you know, objective and and taking herself out of it and saying She's done this before. And giving it to the other, <laughs> to the other show, I'm going to give a bonus point for that. So uh, it's three God. points <laughs> uh. for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and two points apiece for Friends and Seinfeld. Which means at the moment, in the lead is Friends with eight points, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air with seven, and Seinfeld with six. And Clarice, I think you're right. If you were in America, this would be a different story. And also, I can find my dad person, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll chip in. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the comments. Yeah. All right, the next round is craft. So here we can talk about any aspect of the creation of the show, whether or not it's about how it's uh, filmed or directed or um, the production design, the the music, uh, the theme song, anything about it that you want to point out that you think makes it uh, above all the rest. And Hamza, we're going to come to you first. Yeah, no, I I think one thing that I really liked uh, was obviously the way they... um, they did the scripts. I think they had like 20 writers. And then obviously you had the improv- improvisation from, you know, the all the other cast members as well, which was great. Um, and yeah, the production to a T, uh, you know, in terms of just, uh, it was just the small things as well, just making it very natural, like the flats and and, and the background stuff. And, and the theme song as, uh, theme song as well, uh, I think it's just, yeah, it was just so catchy. I mean, that's was, a conversation to have. Which one do you think has got the best? Who's got the best hard, theme song? It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's, I think I think if we're talking about theme so- songs, like this is just me, my just me being personal. I really like Fresh Fritz, you know? Like, it I taught think the world how a, to rap. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it taught so, the whole world how to rap. Yeah, I have, I have to, um, you know, I, I, as I said, I'm Seinfeld really honest. Like and, I, and I really do think that Seinfeld and Fresh Prince are really, really good. But I just feel that, you know, Friends was just, it was just universally it just had that something special that made it one of the greatest if not the greatest sitcom and, and that's why i really appreciate it joe what do you think stands out um it was hard for me to pick but i went with like the initial concept of the fresh prince of bel-air when you take into consideration like the time it happened um the I- initial idea was to have um a lower class black guy join into a white upper class family but they was like 
this has been done a bit too many times. And if we change it to an upper class black family, we can we can touch on black on black prejudice, prejudices, mm. um, which never gets touched on ever, even today. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they was legitly in the future with that concept and delivered it in, in such a way that most people would be there just laughing and joking with Will, the guy wearing his jacket inside out, where there's other people like, legitly learning how to be a family learning real real ethics and and just life lessons from the show and i felt like just them sitting down one day and and deciding this is the direction we're gonna go i thought is mind-blowing to me clarice just want to shout out to larry david (laughs) just because Shout out to Larry David. I know you're watching. (laughs) So, yeah, because I think Seinfeld, we we tend to think of it as Seinfeld's baby because obviously it's his name. But it really is a collaboration between Seinfeld and Larry David. And I I know that that tends to get erased because Larry David obviously went on to do Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is basically Seinfeld again. (laughs) But more awkward. (laughs) 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 Um, But... uh, so much of, of the real genius of that show comes from Larry David. I mean, the idea that he had this rule, <laughs> no hugging, no learning, because the entire idea of Seinfeld was right. We're going to strike back against the the sitcom conventions. And I think they did this mostly unconsciously because they didn't really watch TV, either of them. But, you know, in the the 70s and 80s, you had stuff like Cheers and Married with Children, where it was always like quite wholesome, nice people doing nice, wholesome things. And then they learned a lesson at the end and they all hugged and it was nice. That still happens now. Like Not, not exactly. to keep bashing on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but that's literally like the end of every episode is like, I've learned my lesson. I'm sorry. You're a good friend. Cool. And it's just like... I'm bored. This is I just I just I get bored of it so quickly. And Larry David was like, no, no. How about we just get four bad people? They never ever learn their lesson. (laughs) And the finale, they go to jail because of how bad they are. (laughs) And yet, the final episode is them. The final final moments is them having a conversation about the placement of buttonholes on shirts, which is actually the conversation they have in the very first episode, first scene of Seinfeld. So it's the idea that it's this like perpetual loop because these people will never ever change. And I think that it's what is so genius about that show because it you really have to be <laughs> a great writer and a great thinker to create people like that, that audiences want, want to return to every single week and go, hey, I want to find out what these trash people are up to this week because I love it. And I love seeing them fail and I love seeing them destroy other people's lives. <laughs> I'm just going to award points. I think how you how I feel like you argued that round, actually. Um, so I'm going to give Seinfeld top points, followed by The Fresh Prince, followed by Friends. So right now, as the points stand, Seinfeld and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Friends are all neck and neck. Oh <laughs> With nine <laughs> points apiece. <laughs> it's all to play for in the final round, which is cultural impact. How is it that your show... Change the landscape of television forever. Convince me, Clarice. We're starting with you since we just wow. finished with you. Okay. I'm going to say this straight up. Go Friends, ahead. Friends, this oh. is what Larry David 
and Jerry Seinfeld have both said, and I think they're correct, <laughs> that Friends, they just took Seinfeld and they put more attractive people in it. Yeah, but they say that because Seinfeld was like it. one of the first because it's so old. And then they always just say, yeah, we, we inspired you to do this. We inspired you to do that. That's because what I think it, it is. Because it did. Because <laughs> yeah. it did. And like, I, I, it kind of goes back to what I said before. Like, it, We were going from Cheers and Married with Children to suddenly Seinfeld pops up. And like every single sitcom where it's like, hey, we're a bunch of 20-year-olds living in the city and we're all friends and we're having weird jobs and like here's our weird partners coming in they're so weird <laughs> like that all comes from Seinfeld so like you wouldn't have friends you wouldn't have new girl you wouldn't have just literally every sitcom ever <laughs> how I met your mother like everything originates back to Seinfeld even if if like all these other shows aren't kind of announcing themselves as hey we're just Seinfeld in a you different think they package. are just by like, default that because that's where it all comes from like it all traces it back you just follow just the lines Seinfeld back and it goes first. to Seinfeld doesn't make it the best i mean like but we're talking they, about they cultural c- influence though yeah so this you is you the are, influence you that can it be had. inspired but so just, there's like like i said like Seinfeld didn't even translate to another westernized country do you know what i'm saying like where these are other t- our shows did like um obviously fresh prince of belair's got all black class but translated into the uk like jack said he watches that like for me that is transcending that is breaking barriers you know it also um it it gave you a new way to look at black characters they'd usually be portrayed as poor criminals or whatever in it and it broke that mold and it gave film and tv the the, um, the ability to explore different avenues with, with black characters so i feel like that cultural impact is it's just way bigger in changing the landscape of everything. Also, if you want to take it down a tone, the Carlton dance has yeah. influenced everything. I it's think if, if somebody does the Carlton dance, I'll give you I'm several bonus I'm points. Hamza, you got it. Hamza's the dancer. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's in that's in game, video games today, Fortnite, Call of Duty. Like It continues to go on, so... Yeah, I mean, the cultural bits. impact, that dance is pretty significant. <laughs> Hamza, what, what do you think the cultural impact of Friends is? Uh, yeah, I, I, look, I, as I said, I said this at the start. I mean, here's uh, a cultural impact for you. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> look, as I said, I think Seinfeld and, and Fresh Prince are such great choices. And, and there's so many things that I, I can you know say that they have. Um, I, but yeah, I just, I just want to say, like, I think Friends... Uh, for me, anyway, um, I, um, I I think that it it had the most seasons, it made the most money, it um, it's still relevant today. Where Netflix uh, still paid them, I think in 2015, 30 million, and then in 2018 they sp- uh, apparently gave another 80 to 100 million. Uh, this is the end of 2018, so till this day, it's still top top show people are still watching yeah it it. seems like Um, new generations are still discovering exactly and i think that uh, the 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 longevity of friends is it's it's actually incredible for something to be developed in 1994 and as i said the social impact of fresh principle and seinfeld have been huge um but friends to this day um it's 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 still uh, competes with all the highest uh, shows that are out today it's still making that kind of money today it's still relevant to people of our generation uh to a lot of people well, what, what uh, do you and, and what do you think about 
just so, so not to cut you off, but yeah, what, do you, right. what do you think about, because we've just yes, been sir. speaking about the representation aspects yeah. of things. There's not Zero. a great amount of representation in Friends. Like five black people in 10 seasons. Yeah. I remember, look, I think look, Chris Rock did a joke when he was like, yeah. Mommy, why does nobody in Friends look like me? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I mean, look, that's, that's, that's a completely different, I think, debate. And, um, and we, we, we all know that back then things are very different. And now, you know, only now we're starting to have those conversations of, you know, di- uh, I'll be the first one to actually talk about diversity and equal opportunity. And so I agree with that. But I'm just saying culturally what friends have done um, is just completely on other other scale that till today they are still um, one of the top shows and are still competing with the, the biggest shows that they're making today. Um, it's still breaking records today. It's made the most money. It's had the most seasons. All six members are... But can celebra- I just say, uh, the yeah. reason Seinfeld doesn't have more seasons is that they offered Jerry Seinfeld $100 million or $5 million per episode, which is much more than anyone in Friends was ever paid. And he said... Nah, because <laughs> he wanted the show to end on a high. Yeah. I, think, I, I think I think the one thing the I would one, say. Yeah. Sorry, so, so sorry. No, uh, I think that's like just like the one yeah. thing that Seinfeld yeah, no, has. But, and, yeah. But just to counteract that as well, the I know that the last episode got a lot of uh, backlash. A lot of people were disappointed, and even Seinfeld himself. I think uh, I read that he said that he was he actually regretted doing it, and that there was a lot of pressure on the on the cast. So I think that. Uh, Still had higher ratings than Friends. I've got a question about Friends. When was it released? Uh, I think it, I think it was 1994. 94. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was originally aired in 1990. So if oh, we're talking no about yeah. uh, Friends yeah. being in a different time, the, um, the Fresh Prince came out before it. Yeah, so Fresh no Prince re- was 1990 to 1996. There you go. There's no there's no reason for Friends to have that. Disparity and Friends in, was ninety four to two thousand four in in diversity. No, that's a that was a choice no, no, made. No, I'm, I'm not. By I, I'm not defending Friends in that sense. I said oh. like that's diversity, that, bro. Like no, <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm just like, saying. I mean, like you bro, said, back got then hard it was too, man. Apart from Big Bang Theory, apart from that one Indian, one Indian guy. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That look, that is a different debate. That's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying overall, like I thought we were talking culture. about friends and the fresh friends. Uh, so no, I was just saying, just in general about the All the right. diversity. But yeah, um, no, I I, I, can't, I can't obviously defend that. The the, the car should have been more diverse, definitely. Um, but one thing that I would say is, uh, you know, uh, friends just overall, what it, the impact it has now. Uh, Fresh Prince and Seinfeld does not have that same uh, impact, that same influence, and has achieved as much as as Friends, and that's just you know. I'll disagree. Really, so yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, well argued, everybody, and what an interesting little conversation we've all had about lots of different topics to do with sitcoms. That's so it's so cool. All right. Okay. These are the final scores as I see them. I'm gonna give. <sighs> I'm going to give The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air three points and I'm going to give Seinfeld two and Friends one for cultural impact. Um. I think that the the final point you just made there about the fact that The Fresh Prince did that in 1990 is not something I, when I just looked up, I was like, oh my, I can't believe that I was watching that obviously in the early 2000s and it was it was still on every day after school for me 10 years after it was originally released. Still on now. 
still on now. I don't know. I don't watch terrestrial television because it's 2021. Um, I'm streaming also. <laughs> I mean, I think that, uh, to be fair, I think all of all three of our shows are still on now. I don't know about Seinfeld. Seinfeld's not on in the it UK, is. 100%. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so the final points as they stand are the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is the top with 12, followed by Seinfeld with 11, followed by Friends with 10. I think you've argued it very, very well, everybody. And there's no losers, really. But there is a winner because somebody's going to get a, a, an actual trophy. I but feel like the loser was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> really, I really like, gone for well. it on this one. For, I just couldn't think of any other <laughs> examples. But I just know that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a culprit of doing that sort of writing that I don't like in sitcoms where it's like three coinciding storylines that don't relate to each other and yeah anyway uh, but i think all three of the shows obviously have had a massive impact on so many people and the fact that we've been able to have so many like big discussions about all of them is just a testament to how um much of an impact they've had on us um but let's hand over the awards to the winner, Joe Akimwin. Is this your first time winning, Joe? This is my second time winning. Second time winning. What Two did you win for show. the other time? Uh, the Sopranos. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. on this um, t US TV thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, for the second time, I'm going to present you through time and space with the Screen Test Award. Oh, thank you. Um, I just want to dedicate this to Uncle Phil and my two Aunt Vivs. Thank you. <laughs> And now it's time for my favourite part of the show. I'd like you to do a theme song. Unbox the plot. Who's doing it? Anybody, just stop. Unbox the plot. Unbox that plot right now. I want all right three now. of you to join in. Meow. Boing. Brilliant. <laughs> Unbox the plot, everybody. So this is the part of the show where I have put one of my favourite sitcoms in this box using four clues and you have to try and guess what it is. The earlier you guess, the more points you get. Not that it matters. <laughs> but uh, once you've committed an answer to the whiteboard in front of you, you cannot go back. So be careful. All right, let's get started, everybody. Clarice, do you think you're going to get any better at this game at any point? No. <laughs> What happens with this is that Clarice forgets all things that have ever existed. Yeah, <laughs> my brain just empties. <laughs> okay. That happens though, isn't it? When you're actually there, it's hard for you to, but when you're like watching it, maybe you, you get it straight oh, away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You at home, don't yell at me, please. <laughs> the first clue <laughs> is Barack Obama, his, his book. It's Barack Obama's book. Okay. Anyone got any ideas? I have I have an idea, but do you I'm have not, an idea enough to write it to down? No. no, not going to commit. Joe, anything going Nothing. on in your brain? You, no. Well, I almost right. said it, but no. Oh, it's not the mic there. Sorry about that. Okay. <clears throat> the second clue. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out now live which one is the least obvious. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to go with this. It's a gin and tonic in a can. Oh, got a lot of blank faces. No? All right. Okay, we're going to move on to the third clue. I'll be right back. So how's okay. everyone? Everyone good? <laughs> oh, he's back. He's back. Okay, he's back. This is your third oh. clue. I'm wearing it oh. for everyone listening. I've got a, I've got a cross, robes. I'm, wear, I'm wearing... Okay. A this is a sitcom. This is, we're doing a sitcom, this right? This is a sitcom, yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing robes with a cross on it. I'm not going to say the word for what I'm wearing because that will just give it away. 
Are we ready for... Okay, I think I'm, really I'm gonna... I've are you got committing an answer? I think I'm really stupid. No, but these, I think these are I pretty vague. Wrong. Okay, the fourth and final clue. Oh, I didn't realise there was a fourth one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth and final clue is a gerbil. Little gerbil. Anyone ready to guess? Well, it's too late. <laughs> okay, Clarice, show well, me what you've got. I don't know. I thought maybe the Vicar of Dibley. Nope. Oh. Joe, anything? I just is went with a random one? guess. Go on. And always sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Nope. I just drew a butterfly in the Pakistani flag. <laughs> that's all I can do, really. So, this is Fleabag. She has a very special <laughs> relationship with Barack Obama. Very special relationship. I'm using some yeah. Seinfeld language here. So, <laughs> a very. What's what do they say instead of masturbating? Uh, master of her domain. She's a master of but her domain. No, she's not the master of her domain. She's not the master of her domain scene. because of Barack Obama. She drinks G and T's with the hot priest, who I very much represent, and she has a little gerbil cafe. Okay, I can tell you why I didn't get this because Fleabag makes me cry so much. I don't think of it as funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it is obviously hysterical, but it's so emotionally devastating that it's not to me like sitcom. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's uh, <laughs> there's something that's happened to the sitcom language in modern day. Like I think things like Fleabag and um, Catastrophe as well, which is on Prime Video, uh, are just these mix between comedy and drama. And there's like quite a lot of that that exists in the modern day. And I really like that tone a lot. Mm. Um, but none of you got it. I hope some people in the comments got it. You can watch Fleabag on Prime Video right now, along with loads of other great sitcoms, including The American Office, Teachers and Workaholics. And we'll see you next week to see what films and TV shows will pass the screen test, 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 test. Congratulations for winning, Joe. Thank you very much. You're, you're just gonna just you're not you're not gonna make it subtle, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Bye bye.